Hey, Fro. Hey. How is the alphabet different on Christmas than any other day? I don't know. On Christmas, it has no L. This week, we will talk about news of the week, Clash of Champions results, five best slash worst movies of 2017, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and the next to last episode of Mindhunter, episode nine. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 115. That means that we have done as many jokes and intros as 115. I do math. Hi, Luke. I don't think that's true. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Because we didn't do jokes <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast. No, no. The first I'm 10 so episodes sorry. of this podcast are like a whole different podcast than the, where we're mm-hmm. at now. Because we've evolved so much over time. but it, it is kind of strange if you go back and listen to one of the old episodes, how different we are. It's not so much us, or I guess it is us as well, but uh, we had a whole different format. We did the news, but we did the mm. news in a whole different way. We did movies, mm-hmm. but we did movies in a whole different way. I don't know when we mm-hmm. started doing jokes, but it was just a, it was a natural thing. Like one day, jo- Fro mm. was like, I got a joke I want to tell, and we all decided, oh, why don't you just tell it at the start of the show? And we liked it Mm -hmm. so much, we just continued doing it for probably 100 episodes. (laughs) Isn't that what happened? Yeah, something like that. If somebody knows when we started telling jokes on the podcast, you can email me at uh, anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Hey, Last week I told you how amazing my girlfriend was that she sent me a lot of uh, Christmas presents. I have one of those Christmas sent, uh, presents in my uh, in my arms right now, and it's the WWE book of top tens right. uh, title matches, epic rivals, finishing moves, and much more. And there's a forward by Chris Jericho that you can listen to that I read to Bill. But I, I was kind of yeah, I was kind of interested, uh, and I'm going to ask you how uh, how how you know that I love top five and top five uh, ten lists, and I was looking at outrageous superstar. Who do you think is going to be number one 
in the outrageous superstar category. Of all time? In, just in WWE, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, most outrageous of all time, WWF, WWE. Um, it's a tough one, really. Mm-hmm. But all time, maybe, uh, uh, George the Animal Steel? The Boogeyman. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what? Yeah. Sure, all right, uh, whatever. Second, second, they have the Dudley family. The most outrageous? Uh, Maybe I don't know what outrageous means. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't. Uh, third, you have Goldust. Okay, fourth, I can get that one. You have, yeah. Fourth, you have Hornswoggle. What, because he's short? <laughs> That's not outrageous. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are below average height. That does not make it outrageous. Yeah. The Broad is number five. Remember the Broad? Oh, the Brood. Yeah. Right. Not uh, not just a, some lady from like the 1950s when everybody was very uh. insensitive towards women. Yeah, the brood with Edge and Christian and uh, yes. Gangrel. Well, right. Gangrel, yeah. Then you have Val Venus with his enormous penis. I don't think... Well, I guess that could be considered outrageous. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Seventh, you have the Gobblegooker. I was like, why... Is that not number two? It wasn't ever really a wrestler either, so I don't know how that counts even <laughs> in that list, but all right. Outrageous superstars, yeah. Uh, number eight is Manator. All right, yeah, didn't last long, yeah. but sure. <laughs> number nine is the Shockmaster. That was not in WWF. That was in WCW. <laughs> yeah. And number 10 is Damien Demento. Again, that lasted for like two minutes in the ni- early <laughs> 90s in WWF and was not actually that outrageous. Like, Gorgeous George like, is not on this list of outrageous characters. Yeah, like, why, why, why isn't he on the list? So again, thank you, Margaret. Yeah, I, I have had so much fun with this fucking book. I just, it is so, like... For example, they they um, they have a list of top ten moments in Raw history. Okay. Uh, and number one is Mr. McMahon buys WCW. Remember that? You are so old that you remember that. I was actually watching that uh, when it happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am old <sighs> enough to remember watching it when it happened. And actually, while it was happening. Uh, I was watching WCW because they're happening simultaneously. Yeah. That so I saw the WCW side of it, uh, and I had to leave to go to like a birthday party or something, so I didn't get to see the end of that show. <gasps> I only saw the oh first like gosh. hour of it, but I've I've seen it oh since. But during that time, I was like, oh my god, I really don't want to leave. But uh, <laughs> I remember I was getting a ride with somebody, so they were they were leaving and they were like, we're going now, and I was like, damn it. But yeah. I did see, like, the beginning of the show. I remember seeing, at the time, like, uh, Shane coming on on the screen and McMahon being on there. But I watched the WCW side of it, but I remember it from my childhood. Very interesting memory. Yes. Yeah. So, now, the the WWE book of top tens. I'm probably going to ask you 
more uh, from that book in the coming weeks. I just love this book. It is so fucking amazing. And uh, I, I do, <laughs> like, uh, you know when it was made, because uh, the, it's Chris Jericho in the foreword, and he, he, he uh, it's uh, because he has the list of Jericho in the book. Which was only like a year ago, so it's pretty recent. Right. We talked about this last week, but yeah. Yeah, and he he thanks Kevin Owens at being at uh, his number two. (laughs) So it's like, oh, a little piece of history there. Can we talk two seconds about Raw and SmackDown? Did you think about Raw and SmackDown this week? They were both ruined by Stephanie McMahon? (laughs) Uh, yes, that's they my were. Sum- summation but... of them both. Kind of, uh, I thought they were everything we was pretty the... good until the end of Raw. I'm, everything in Raw yeah. was pretty good till the end of Raw. Yeah, and then that whole thing, I was like, I actually had to rewind it and go, what just happened? Did I miss something? Like when? Yeah. Why are they all just standing around? They were all fighting, and now they're all just yeah. standing around, all happy and like, yay, we're gonna be yeah. in Royal Rumble. It's so stupid. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's go into the news! Insane Con Posse loses appeal in court fight. We talked about this before, about the Insane Clown clown Posse. (laughs) Insane Clown Posse! That was really hard to say today. Uh, Being uh, uh, arranged as a a criminal uh, group. A gang. They were designated yeah. by the FBI as a gang. Right. Yes. And uh, they appealed, but... Nope. The Sixth Circuit Court, U.S. Court, appeals in Cincinnati, Ohio, confirmed the Detroit judge ruling uh, that the U.S. Justice Department is uh, responsible for how authorities use national reports on gangs and dismissed the suit. Fans known as Juggalos argued that the gang de- designation violated constitutional right to free speech due to process and that they had been targeted by police uh, because they had jewelry or tattoos with group symbols, a man running with hatchet. And this was the filed by the American Civil Liberties Union of Michigan. So they've got that the, the, their lawyer is from there. So they're getting backed by the American Civil Civil Liberties Union, which is pretty big, considering. Um, yes. And this is an interesting case, just like we've said in the past. Because imagine if this was your favorite band, that this was mm-hmm. like whoever whoever's listening to this, think of your favorite band, and then imagine if everybody who liked that band was considered in a gang, right? So it's, it's if, the it's, it's the, the gang, of, right? It's the week of losing uh, liberal rights. We will talk about that a little later. I guess uh, because... I read a little bit after this that uh, they're considered a hybrid gang and they still have a chance. Uh, I guess the federal judge dismissed the lawsuit, but they uh, the lawyer for the American Civil Liberties Union says that they're going to take it to the Supreme Court next. So this right. is going to continue. Um, 
And I, I just find it really interesting that uh, they've got all this backing now and they're going to take it all the way to Supreme mm. Court. I doubt with the Supreme Court we have right now anything will happen from it, but this is this could be a big... If it doesn't go through, this could mean uh, problems for other, like I said, bands or other groups of people that just are trying to enjoy themselves but get classified as something so they can be uh, taken advantage of, basically, so... But let's go into the main news of the week. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Yeah. What is it with the <laughs> FC fucking thing? Because they did what we were fearing they will, would do. They repealed net neutrality rules. We knew it was coming, right? Oh. There was nothing we could do to stop them. There was no. We didn't get to vote on the guy who got on a jeep pie getting put in there. We didn't get a vote nope. on whether this was going to happen or not. So it's not like we had any choice nope. or any say in it. It just happened. But <sighs> a jeep pie and the FCC voted three to two. So he was the deciding vote to scrap yeah. net neutrality, like we said, uh, put yeah. in by Obama. Not only net neutrality was put in by Obama, but Ajit Pai was put in the FCC by uh, Obama, but he was made the head of the FCC by Trump. So putting this guy in the FCC, kind of Obama's fault, making him the head of the FCC, Trump's fault. So there's a little blame to go around everywhere for both the Republicans and the Democrats, maybe. Um, but this guy is bad news to begin with. He worked for Verizon before going into, the, into this, and that's... I mean... He does this, he leaves whenever he's done doing his job here, he'll go get a job back at Verizon probably for millions of dollars uh, for, you know, helping them out. That's my guess. That's how our government works now is like there's no separate – like we talk about the separation between church and state, but there's no separation between state and corporation anymore. So I, I, am, I am feeling extremely – sad about this i'm going to be completely honest with you i think this is uh one of the worst things that have happened uh, when it comes to regulations of of uh, net neutrality things it's 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 awful i i like like netflix netflix said something really good we are disappointed in the decision to gut natural neutrality protections overheaded uh, unprecedented era of innovation, creativity, and civic engagement. This is uh, the beginning of a longer legal battle. Netflix stands with innovators, large and small, to oppose the misguided FCC order. This isn't over. It isn't over by a long shot, but no. it feels... It feels like... Well, it's just a huge blow, because like 16, I said... 16, 16. Yeah, it feels like 16 steps in the wrong fucking direction. It just feels that way, like I said, because we didn't get to a vote on it. We didn't get any dis like yeah. say in it. That's why it feels so. Yeah. we feel so helpless to it. But like you said, this is far from over. Uh, a, 
in another article I read from the Slate, attorney generals from Washington, Illinois, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Oregon, Vermont, uh, District of Columbia, and Massachusetts uh, have announced plans to challenge the FCC net neutrality repeal. So those will be going to court as well as uh, I know that a few senators have talked about um, trying to block this in the Senate as well. So there's multiple uh, people uh, doing multiple angles of trying to block this. So this could all Mm. turn out to be nothing if it gets blocked. But this isn't the the first time that we've had to deal with this. No, and and my my main problem with it is also that in the high court systems now we have Republicans uh, sitting in 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 uh, in Supreme Court that will probably guide it towards the way that Trump wants it, if if it gets that far. We, if it gets that far, yeah. I don't see it getting that far. So I I, I don't Me see neither. it going to the Supreme Court, but if. Uh, if they if it it's found in the Senate uh, to be unlawful for I'm assuming they'd probably put it in for some type of uh, privacy or uh, maybe freedom of speech uh, under the Constitution that this would be against the law they could totally make it so you couldn't do this just by making calling it unconstitutional does that make sense bro so. That's our big hope right now, but uh, like I said, we've gone through this before, and most of the time, there's such outrage in uh, uh, among people on the internet, and uh, I think it's been two, one or two times before this that that they've tried to repeal this or done something, uh, tried to uh, change the internet in in whatever way, and there's usually such outrage that politicians go. Oh, we don't want to get on the ba- on people's bad side, so we're not going to do this. These people were like, "We don't give a fuck if we're on your bad side. We're here to make yeah. money." <laughs> and that's the scary part, right? So, yeah. Yeah, no, but it's it's so it's so <laughs> oh, I feel so I like I I I just feel like uh, we can't do fuck all about it and and right now it looks like it's going to go through Senate and and like you said, because because of Republicans having the power they have in the Senate and right. the, everywhere, like everywhere we turn around now, there will be a Republican uh, over stamp on everything, and that's that's the fucking problem because uh, they are fucking puppets that doesn't think about anything but themselves. Right, but I mean, you can oh. say that a lot about uh, some Democrats, most Democrats as well. So it's not oh, really oh, like yes. one side oh, yes. or another. No, but, no, no. Uh, no, no, it no. Is, but it, it is a it's, thing. It's the way they're doing it. In this way, like, it's never been clearer for me that somebody is doing it to gain fucking money than this net neutrality stuff. Because it, it, it doesn't hurt anybody other than companies that wants to buy uh stuff to make their company look bigger in uh, robot news we have some uh, really good robot news actually robots are being used to deter homeless people from setting up camp in san francisco no it isn't good i was news gonna at say all. 
Did you read this article, bro? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem like good news. I was being ironic. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? A little bit too ironic? Don't you think? Um, it's like Ray A.N. on your wedding day. No, it's not. It's nothing like that. <laughs> yes, but in San Francisco, what's happening in San Francisco with your anonymous crime-fighting robots? Autonomous. Right. Uh... They're just they're the uh, they're using these robots in San Francisco to they're using them for multiple things, but main reason they have them is to deter homeless people from forming tent cities. Uh, and uh, in this article, you can see a little video of it. It's got like it's so cute with dogs on it and kitten like puppies and kittens all over it. Uh huh. Right. Um. This thing has uh, sensors, like uh, heat signature laser sensors, to monitor any area for criminal activity, and then it alerts the authorities, so it can send back, like, and it has a camera, so it can photograph people in the act of doing something. Or if it, to deter homeless people, it can find a homeless person, take a picture of where they are, so that a cop can come hassle them. So, uh, these, I guess it's a thousand dollars a day in San Francisco for operating on the sidewalks without a permit. So if you're like panhandling, for instance, uh, I don't know how a panhandler is ever going to pay a thousand dollar fine. So that's just stupid to begin with. (laughs) How are, how are they going to try to get that money? I can't wait. (laughs) This robot, there's a few of these robots, but they're called K9, like the dog. Uh, yes, like the dog, yes. And they're managed by a startup called Nightscope in Mountain View, California. Uh, Nightscope rents out the robots for $7 an hour, less than a security oh. guard's hourly wage. So they're being used to replace security guards in areas. So they're using robots instead. Again, Robots taking people's jobs. This is a thing that's really happening in the world. Uh, it happened to me back in the day when I was working uh, as a projectionist. I got replaced by a robot. So it's been happening for a while. But um, I this is it just crazy that it's basically a robot policeman. This is uh, this is the future kind of of uh, at least here in America we have these things. They're usually big boxes with a camera. They set them on the side of the road to catch speeders. Uh, it'll take a picture of your license plate, and then they send you a ticket. Mm. Do you have Do you have those over there? Mm. Yes, we have. Uh, this is like the next robots. step of that, except for doing it with people that aren't in cars, just people on the sidewalk. You see them. Th- this robot could see that you throw a cigarette butt on the ground, and then you get a fine in the mail. You know, two weeks later. This is where we're going with it, is being policed by robots. This is this is RoboCop, but, but, is what it is. But what I don't understand, and this is maybe... <laughs> this is my maybe my biggest problem about this robot, because it's trying to be cute in one way, in one way with uh, pictures of dogs and, and, and cats on it. Oh, right, that. Uh, well, go ahead, keep continuing. And... and, and 
that's on one side, and and also like taking pictures of people uh, trying to be beggars or, or like it's it's trying to be cute and kind of like I think the reason why they have it is so you don't think oh that shit robot let's get it I hate robots instead you go oh that's a cute kitten or oh that's a cute dog right exactly well uh, really the thing is it's advertising is the, you see the little cats and dogs and I, I can understand why you would think that but um, SPCA is animal shelter in San Francisco so it's oh. trying to tell you like it's an advertisement to uh, it's an advertisement okay. yes on the robot is what it is really oh. so yeah that's, that's even worse though right <laughs> In uh, Norway, uh, we maybe will get a new government by January, four months after election. Hey, isn't that kind of weird? It's weird to me, because this would never happen in America. <laughs> yes. Because it's not <laughs> our system never works. Right. No. Here, here it's like, yeah, we take holiday, maybe we'll have government in January. We are like, we are meaning literally a year. It wouldn't take this long if it was somebody else as well. Trust me. Oh, okay. It's not. It's not just because of uh, this really stupid government. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't help us that we got a. Uh, right-wing government, but uh, no, they are our uh, leaders of conservative parties in Norway will begin negotiation over makeup of new coalition government on January 2nd, according to a report. Prime Minister Arna Solberg meets with Siv Jensen, leader of the party process, a party, 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 <laughs> progress party, party progress. That would, it would be much more funny if they were called Party Progress than part, uh, Progress Party, wouldn't it? I think that would be a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> progress. What is it with me today? And uh, Trine Shai Grande uh, of the Liberal uh, Venstre Party. On the second day of the new year, report newspaper Vega. I don't know what that sentence was you just did there, Fro, but... Uh, it was a thing. Uh, apparently, the Christian Democrats will not be part of this coalition. Uh, no. Nope. And uh, following the September 11th election, which we talked about on the show, uh, mm-hmm. it would not. They said they would not join the same coalition as the Progress Party, which is what we were no. just talking about. And uh, mm-hmm. your prime minister is letting them in. So the Christian Democrats are saying we don't want to ha- have anything to do with those people. So they're saying we're out. And I guess this gives room for the liberals, who were last included in the government from 2001 to 2005. Uh, they will be given four ministership uh, minister positions in the new coalition. So you're going to have the liberals coming in in place of this Christian uh, Christian Democrat party. And they haven't been in there for, what, 12 years? So that's kind of cool. Not really sure how liberal the liberals are there in Norway, but... No, it's not that liberal. 
well, there you liberal go. at all. I'm sure they're yeah. more liberal than the Christian Democrats, though. <laughs> they are. They are more liberal than the Christian Democrats. But then again, <laughs> so is a loaf. Back to the United States of America, where Pentagon admits that it ran a multi-million dollar UFO program between 2007 and 2012. Pentagon has admitted that it ran a secret program tasked with investigation sighting of identified flying objects or UFO. Uh, yeah, uh, $22 million, to be precise. Woo! I find this interesting because we had a discussion a couple weeks ago about uh, how, how easy it would be to keep something secret. And this has yeah. clearly been kept secret, and it was kept secret for five years. So Five years, yeah. Uh, and $22 million, I'm sure they were paying a lot of people to look for this, and nobody knew about it. So I, I find that interesting, but... <clears throat> Excuse me. The uh, it was called the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program ended five years ago, when the U.S. defense officials shifted attention and funding to other priorities. Is what it says. Um, one of the guys who was the head of this came out and said, from the evidence he saw from this program, he believes uh, that there's something else out there. He's not sure what it is, but that he said there was something else out there. That was one of the big stories that came out of this. The other thing that came out of this was a video. Yes, and we are going to watch that video right now. Right, so I'll set this up a little bit. Um, uh, it was released by the U.S. Department of Defense this week, uh, and it shows an encou- encounter between uh, U.S. Navy aircraft and an unide- unidentified flying object in S- San Diego, uh, in 2004, so giving you a time frame of when it happened, and um, it the coolest part about this video is it actually has like all the chatter from the between the pilots talking about what they're seeing. So that's going to be the most interesting part, especially on this audio podcast. But give us a countdown, Fro. I will. In three, two, one, play. Look at that thing, dude. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. There's a whole fleet of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, we only see one of them, like, in in our shots, but they said there's a whole fleet of them. Yeah. It's rotating. Let's uh, see that one more time. That's not an LNS, though, is it? It's not an LNS, dude. Well, if there's a thing. It looks like um, if I if I had to say it looks like something, look, it kind of looks like that spinner from from that dream movie. Spinner from that dream movie. <laughs> you got me. Uh, in a dream, in a dream, in a dream, in a dream. Uh, I don't know. A spinner? Uh, yeah. Like like a fidget spinner? I don't know. I don't know. Inception, from Inception. You remember of uh, the end of Inception where? Oh, where a top. He... Why don't you just say a top? Yes. <laughs> a, a what? A top. A top. Is it called a yeah, top? Yeah, like like okay. 
like a dreidel that doesn't isn't as yes, big. Yes, a dreidel yeah. that is really small. Yeah. Yeah, it's called a top here. Yeah. I didn't know that was called a top. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, there are Learn different a... kinds of them and stuff like that, but yeah, that's what it's called here okay. at least. I don't see that in this. Uh, it's hard to tell from this because it's in uh, some type of flare uh, camera. Like it's it's not just a straight camera, so it's kind of hard to tell what you're looking at. You can tell where the clouds mm. are, and you can tell how it moves and everything. Uh, but like I said in the video, it's they say there's a whole fleet of them. We only see one of these things, obviously, but uh, they're talking about it whether it could be a drone or not. Um, but it doesn't seem to be giving, if this isn't an infrared camera of some type, I'm assuming it's doesn't, it's not giving it any heat signature off. Like it's, it's black on the, on the camera, which would mean that it's like to incredibly cold. So I find that strange. Mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I saw an interview with the guy that actually saw this and he was like, I don't know what it was, but it definitely wasn't from. Uh, this world is what he said. So he saw it with his own eyes, like not through this camera. He was actually there in the plane looking at it. And one of the guys talking on this tape. So yeah, it's very interesting. There's a lot of talk now in America about this whole thing. Uh, and a lot of talk about something we talked about in the past, which was, uh, project blue beam, whether this is all just a setup for a false, uh, alien invasion, like a fake alien invasion. There's been talk a lot about that on YouTube, and this has actually gotten a lot of media coverage in the mainstream media here in America, so it's kind of impressive uh, mm. for this kind of thing. So, I mean, $22 million uh, of hidden money is going to be interesting no matter what, so I can understand why they would cover that. Oh, definitely. In... Uh... We covered uh, this, like, we, we, we covered people that uh, do uh, combustion, what do you call it? Uh, internal, uh, internal combustion, right. Yes. And uh, man dies after bursting into flames in unexpected circumstances in London Street. Horrified member of the public tried to put on uh, the blaze, uh, but uh, John Nolan died of his injuries. This is really, really sad. Right, but it's also very interesting because London Fire Brigade investigated the cause of the fire, but found no evidence of an accelerant that would have spread the flames. Uh, mm -hmm. This was actually witnessed by people horrified members of the public public tried to put out the fire and alerted pl police but the flames uh were not extinguished uh and they did not the people who saw this happen didn't see any reason for him to like there was he didn't like have a candle or he wasn't like smoking a big giant yep, cigar no they candle. didn't see any reason for him to be, light on fire which is very interesting no candle nothing and it's it's accelerating uh, that it would spread no evidence like you said of any flames nothing and he was just walking down the street Meaning. it's not like he was yeah. sitting at home in a in his oh he's chair he was walking yeah. down the street nothing happened it was so strange 
and nobody seems to know why this fire started. So, yeah, yeah. interesting stuff. Interesting stuff, indeed. But last but not least, a Japanese startup wants to put advertising on the moon. Is that legal? According to this article, yes, it is. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want but uh, want to do that, but according to this uh, company, iSpace, uh, they want to put uh, they want to put uh, a rover on the moon and then have it have a giant um, t- billboard type white uh, white background that they can project something on, like a logo of a company. And so you'll be able to see the Earth in the background with your logo on the on the moon. And so they're going to try to sell that to companies like you. We can put your logo on the moon with the actual Earth in the background. So that, that's what they're trying to do. Stupid. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid news. It just uh, st- it's just really silly. It's like what? What's the point, really? Like, is this, like, how much can you really make off of this? Like, a, a few companies might do it, but then once those few companies do it, it'll be played out, and it won't, you know, it won't be cool anymore for other companies to do it. So I can see it being lucrative for a little tiny bit, but then after it's done once or twice or maybe even five, ten times, it's not going to be as cool anymore. So. Hey, we have an email address. It's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group you can go to. It's Another Digital Citizen on Facebook. And and, uh, have we gotten any emails? Uh, No emails this week. No? No? Yeah. And uh, we got a Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas, uh, what do you call it, audio card from Trondesvik. So let's listen to that. Hello, my friends. This is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. So it's Christmas time again. Yeah, 12 months since the last uh, commercialized fuckfest, but it's still Christmas. And who, who believed that? 2016 was a bad year, 2017 was even worse. I think so, and a lot of people think so. That was the year we got Donald Trump into office. Yes, I tried to make up I'm gonna have a Christmas special talk about all those pagans things we love to do, like decorating a Christmas tree and sing, have a lot of Christmas songs, have no things to Christianity whatsoever to do, and after that, heard about the whining conservatives talk about Hey, war on Christmas again. Yes, because there are constantly wars going on among the conservatives. And for the next year, we can have a few more, like in North Korea and the Pacific and the Middle East and so on and so on and so on. But in 2017, there were some heroes too. And the heroes is the black people of Alabama. Yes, when you get a Democrat from a conservative racist status Alabama... You must be pretty well done. And that showed a lot of courage to do that. No, 
there was not a lot of courage to do that. They did what people should have done a long time ago. They did the thing they should have, a lot of electors should have done during the election. Because there are still people who think that Hillary was worse than Trump and they are the same of the same breed. They are not. In 2018, it's going to happen a lot of things. But it also was happening a lot of new things. First, liberals should start voting. And two, liberals should not be offended by everything because I'm so fucking tired of American colleges that people get offended by anything. Yes, the right to speak is the right to offend somebody. Yes, you don't have the right protection because you don't like people, what they're saying and doing. Start getting your act together and take the fight where you should be taken in the political arena or on the streets or some fucking else area to feel for. But stop whining. Stop with protest songs and uh, likes on Facebooks and fucking funny videos because it's only hard work and battling and voting and doing fucking something is going to bring us out of this mess. Next year, I'm going to step up the game even more. Yes, I'm going to be more provocative. I'm going to talk more straight from the heart than i ever done before. And I'm going to take on both sides more. Both sides center anyone. I don't give a fuck. But you should listen and you should spread these things. But all the things out there you like, dislike, you're free to leave a comment. You are. And you can also, is there something subject you want to be taken up here and you want me to talk about next year? I encourage you to do so. Well, at last, I think you should all have a nice, happy holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, what the fuck you call it. And do what I said to you last year. Make your own Christmas decorations. Make your own Christmas traditions. Mine is drinking, eating, watching Gremlins for the, I think now, 21st time or something, and eating Indian food, Chinese food. Everything has nothing to do with typical European traditions. I don't give a shit. I make my own Christmas, and I think you should do it too. Have a good Christmas, happy holidays, Hanukkah, and have a very good year. And I will see you in January again, alive and kicking. Have a nice time. Bye. That was uh, Tron wishing us um, a Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to everybody that listens to this, if you are celebrating Christmas. Uh, right, or Hanukkah, which it's actually Hanukkah now, so there you go, but Happy Christmas Hanukkah. is coming up next week, so. Mm-hmm. Hey, have you seen any TV this week? Uh, I did. Uh, let's see. Uh, I saw that Street Outlaws is getting a third, or a second spin-off third show. Did you see this? No. So we had Street Outlaws, the original. Then they did the spin-off that me and Fro hated, Street Outlaws New Orleans, right? Which was awful, because the characters in it were boring as hell. Um, and now we're getting on January 15th, Street Outlaws Memphis. So the guy, the guy who's like, all crazy, uh, that was in, like, the first two episodes of this season, Fro? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're giving him his own show with, like, his crew of people. Uh, so that they're doing a whole nother spinoff. I'm guessing it's gonna be just as bad as the other spinoff, but we will see. I kinda like this guy better than I like the New Orleans guy, so I'm okay with that. He's a little more interesting. 
Um, I agree. Yeah, what do you do, would you watch it or are you gonna not watch it? Uh probably not watch it. I'll let you know if it's any good and if you should check it out, I guess. Um Nine JKL. I actually watched the whole season and the finale was this oh. week. It was pretty awful. Okay. I wouldn't put it in like my worst TV shows of the year because it was just a stupid little sitcom, and it did have its funny moments, but it's it was very just a bad American sitcom. So nothing special, no, nothing super terrible. But uh, I don't see it coming back for another season. But I've said that about other shows, so who knows? Uh, the Detectorists had its season three finale, which was really good. Did you see that, Fro? Mm, nope. Okay. Uh, it had a very good ending. Uh, you think at the end that they haven't uh, that they haven't solved the mystery, I guess is the best way to put it. And the camera's like panning out as the show is ending. And as the camera's panning out, you see something happen and, and you're like, oh. So it's setting up for another season, I think, should be pretty good. And then Mr. Robot season three finale as well this week. Oh, I did, did not see it. Okay. Uh, this season has been weird, and it seems like they're trying to change the way this show is portraying uh, what it's trying to get across, and changing what he what his mission is, kind of. But then in the end, it did not have the great twist that the last two seasons had, so that was a little disappointing. But the end is... It's alright. It sets up pretty well for another season, and kind of wraps up a lot of the weird garbage that we've gotten in other seasons. So, I don't know. This was definitely not the best out of the three seasons, but it, was, it wasn't it was terrible. So, uh, I guess cool. the only other thing is, tonight is Survivor Finale, right? Or is, yeah, I think it's tonight. Yes. So, let's do a short little predictions uh, of what we think. Did you watch the most recent one from last week on Wednesday, Fro? Yes. Uh, do you have any predictions as to who could win? <sighs> no, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty unsure who's going to win. To be honest with you. All right, if you had to guess, just guess one of the people that you see like is the most like highest chance of winning, I guess. You don't have to name the name, just, like, tell me who, wh what kind of person they are. Because I don't remember most of the names anyways. I don't know. You go first. <laughs> uh, I really don't know. You go first. Alright. Uh, something tells me you're just gonna agree with me when I go, but... Um, no. Uh... I, thing. Right, it's, it's it, a little tough this year because there's not really any standout uh, people that like are, scream, oh, this guy is really amazing at, at the game. There's a couple people that are pretty good at it, but um, I would say either one, uh, one of the two nerdy guys, because there's these two nerdy guys, one's like an older and mm -hmm. one's a little younger, or the old lady. Um, yeah, and I'm, so I I'm think maybe... I'm thinking maybe think. the older of the two nerdy guys. No, I'll go younger of the two nerdy guys. 
the really skinny guy who looks like he's gonna die of like malnourishment. You know what I'm talking about, Fro? Mm. Uh, I think I'll go with him. He, I think if he gets to the end, he has played a pretty good game, and I can see him getting mm. winning in. Uh, I could see him winning over her, maybe. It's gonna be close, no matter what. I think no matter who goes to the final two, it's gonna be close. So, what about you, Fro TV? Uh, this week has been kind of of uh, weird for me. I haven't seen that much uh, uh, on TV other than like the basic things. Uh, I haven't uh, started any new shows. Nothing. Well, yeah, it's right before Christmas. They're no, they're not gonna start any new shows now. Nobody's gonna watch it. So yeah. So you saw nothing this week, I guess. Nope. Look, let's go into the main topic. Best and worst movies of 2017. Okay. Best movies and then worst movies. Sounds good. I yes. did I had a problem with my worst movies. We'll discuss it when I get there, I guess. But Okay. Uh oh. I guess why don't I go first? Yes. Or do you Okay, I'll do my number five best movie of the year, uh, Wheelman, which was a Netflix. Uh, Sorry, Wheelman. Wheelman. Okay. Which was a Netflix uh, movie. It was kind of short, but it was con- it was one of the best kind of underdog movies that I saw this this year. Um, it was about a a wheelman, a driver for crime bosses who ends up getting caught in the middle of kind of a a bad deal and his family gets involved and he has to get his family out of it uh, and get away from the bad guys and it's just a very good easy simple movie but really well put together so that's my number five. Oh, my number five is get me roger stone have you heard about that i have i saw part of this but i did not see the whole thing I love documentaries. Uh, this is one of my favorite documentaries. I really loved it. It's on Netflix, and you can see it on Netflix right now. It's about uh, Trump, <laughs> more or less, uh, and how he became where he is. If you are at all interested in American politics, you should see this. Uh, I like I said, I saw most of it, but uh, it was a lot of rehash for me because I knew most of the stuff they were talking about. So I think that's mm-hmm. why I didn't really it didn't trigger with me as much because I a lot of the information I was it was kind of like rehashing. You know what I mean? So I kind of was like eh, not super into it, but. If people didn't know about that stuff, I can see how it it would be uh, really incredible. So, I agree with you, Fro. My number four, uh, Judah Freelander stand-up, America is the greatest country in the United States. Mm. Uh, This was a stand-up by Judah Freelander, came out on Netflix as well, and it had, uh, it was mostly crowd work, but it covered a lot of really... um, great political points 
and he really didn't shy away from uh, making. He, he didn't. He it was very un. I don't want to say it was unbiased because he definitely had a bias to one side, but it felt like he wasn't. Nowadays, or at least in the last year, there's been a lot of comedians who they were just these normal comedians who were doing like uh, dad jokes about their kids, and then all of a sudden, when Trump got into office, they were a political comedian. You know what I mean? Yes. And this guy has been a political comedian, and he's covering it in this in a way where he's not going, he's not Trump bashing, but at the same time, he's pointing out all the fucked up things that are happening in America, but he's, he's kind of going against the Republicans and against the Democrats, which is kind of the side I stand on, is that mm. they kind of are all working together, and people need to realize that you're being tricked into uh, I'm on this side or I'm on that side mentality, and I just thought it was really, really poignant as far as a political satire, so... Uh, Judah Freelander, America is the greatest country in the United States. My number four. Cool. Another thing I haven't seen. My number four is Dunkirk. This came uh, earlier this year. Um, I don't usually like war movies. Uh, and it's kind of be funny because the next one also has something to do with war in it. But uh, uh, Dunkirk is directed and uh, written by and co-produced by Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is an amazing um, movie maker. And uh, it's just a well-written and betrayed uh, two perspective of, of and the music. And it was so fucking amazing. I had to have this on my list. It's uh, uh, one of the best war movies I ever seen. So Dunkirk is my number four. All right, my number three. I can't because three is right in the middle. Sometimes you're like, I want the the one in the middle to like uh, feel like it's the middle movie. And I had a hard mm -hmm. time with this because there were a lot of good movies. Um, but I think I'm gonna go. Baby Driver. I think the other mm -hmm. one I was trying to decide between was Okja. Okja. But yeah. Baby Driver, I think, was one of the best uh, kind of action movies of the year. Uh, you got to kind of get over the fact that it uh, has a uh, ch child molester in it. But other than that, um, it was a very good movie, very well put together, and very fun. So, Baby Driver. Mm -hmm. Uh, my number three is War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, this is the last in the modern Planet of the Apes uh, series. Um, it concludes the story. Uh, it is uh, directed by Matt Reeves, and it's uh, the sequel to Rise of Plant of Apes and Dawn of the uh, Plant of Apes, uh, and it's Andy Serkis' best movie. He does uh, amazing uh, character, and uh, does uh, so does uh, Woody Harrelson. I I really really hope uh, more people 
will see this because it didn't got good reviews and received critical uh, uh, praise. And it was so good, amazing movie. War for the Planet of Tapes, my number three. All right, my number two, right? Yeah. My number two, Get Out, which was mm-hmm. a movie, uh, probably uh, one of the more acclaimed movies of the year, would you say, Fro? Like yeah. one of the more oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, praised movies of the year. Um, mm. It had a very... Uh, it's hard to describe... It's hard to talk about the plot line of this movie without ruining anything, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, without ruining <laughs> anything, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of how to put it without... Uh, well, this guy uh, has a girlfriend, and he goes to meet their family, and uh, shenanigans happen. Weird we'll things just say that. happen. Yeah, weird yes. things happen. And um, it was very good, uh, but it was not my number one. So we'll see what my number one is, but... Get Out is my number two. Get Out is uh, definitely on my list uh, of honorable mentions. My number two is Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. How oh, I just adore that movie. I, I made my dad watch it by himself the, uh, the other week, and I didn't tell you about it because... Uh, he, he called me and he said, thank you for making me watch this movie. <laughs> he was like, yeah, that was an amazing movie. Um, if you've seen the original uh, Blade Runner, uh, this builds on this. I don't know if you have to have seen the first Blade Runner to get any out of this, but I do recommend it. But uh, Blade Runner 2049, yeah, I don't want to spoil it anything about it i'm just going to say it's the best sci-fi uh this year amazing movie all right my number one i went with logan lucky yeah uh this is a movie about uh, it's a heist movie about some people Mm -hmm. who are trying to steal some money from a racetrack and it is and th- what I really like about this and what I what really gets me when it comes to a good movie what I consider a good movie is having a well-written intricate storyline that actually follows its own plot uh, and doesn't sway and ends up being um, completely fulfilled uh, at the end of uh, all the plot points get fulfilled at the end and you uh everything gets wrapped up and that's what this movie really did well is it had a very intricate uh plot line but it was able to wrap all the loose ends together at the end and that's what i really enjoyed about it so logan lucky my number one my number one and uh, the movie that i uh, hinted on is going to be my number one last week if nobody got that hint is the killing of a sacred bear. <laughs> uh, it had to be my number one because it's a movie that I can't explain. It's a movie that you just have to watch 
And it's it's one of those movies that I don't want you to watch because I don't really want you to feel as uncomfortable as I did when I watched it. But in the same time, yes, I do want you to feel that uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, it's 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 art. I love when movies are art, and this is an artistic uh, movie with so much uh, underneath the surface. There's uh, so much to talk about when it comes to this movie and, and, and what it means and things like that. Yeah, so one, my number one is Killing Off a Sacred Deer. Not a big surprise there, Luke. Not for me, no. Uh, no, no. So honorable I have mentions. some honorable mentions. I have many. All right, why don't you go first? Uh, I have Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. I have yep. it. I yep. have John Wick Chapter Two. I have Ukya. I have It Comes at Night. I have the Lego Batman movie. I have Logan Lucky. I have Mother. I have Telma. I have Atomic Blonde, I have Baby Driver, and I have Beauty and the Beasts. Oh, okay. Guess what? I had Beauty mm -hmm. and the Beast on a different list. Um, I had a, a documentary called Cop Watchers. It was very good. Mm -hmm. It was about uh, about the Cop Watchers. Um, Lego Batman, I don't think you mentioned. Uh, I said Hitman. Lego Batman, yeah. Oh, okay. Hitman's Bodyguard, I really liked. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then a, another documentary called Polybius, uh, the video game that doesn't exist, was another very good documentary. Mm -hmm. So, really good documentary. And then I, I had some other ones that you mentioned: Okaja, Atomic Blonde. You know, I had a few other ones that you mentioned in your list. So, cool beans. <laughs> Let's go to the first uh, worst movies. I will begin this time then. And I got. I was going through movies I saw this year, and I could not find a single movie that I saw this year that I thought was bad enough to go on my worst movies list. Like, I saw some wow. movies that were, like, so average they wouldn't end up on either list. Does that make sense? Yeah. But yeah. I didn't find any movies that were so bad I thought they deserved to go on worst movie of the year list, so I just went through all the movies that we saw trailers for and did reviews of, and I picked the worst ones out of that. So... That's what okay. I did for mine, but yeah. Go ahead, Fro. Okay. My number five is Logan. Everybody else loved this. Everybody else thought it was amazing. Guess what? I didn't. I didn't understand it. I don't I don't understand it. I'm sorry. Okay. Maybe it's wrong something wrong with me. But I, I don't I don't like it. I don't want to see it. I don't uh, I, I I thought it was bad. I've seen it twice. Once because everybody was telling me, Oh you're so wrong, you probably were in a bad mood when you saw it so on and so on. I was like, Nope. Uh it was almost like I wasn't allowed to not like it, so that made me even more not like it. Sure. Yeah, that'll add. When people are trying to force you to like something, of course you're not gonna like. Yeah. You're gonna like it even Roman less. Roman Reigns syndrome. Right. Hillary Clinton. Roman Reigns syndrome. Exactly. Yeah. Um, my number five. I went with Boo Two. 
Amadea Halloween. <laughs> Self-explanatory. I'm not even going to go mm-hmm. into it. <laughs> uh, my number four and the movie I saw this week. Star Wars. The Last, last Jedi. I saw it last night. And oh, okay. we will talk about it a little later. So that's my number four. Right, we'll probably cover that in the movie round. Um, yes. My number four, I went with Chips, the movie. <laughs> Based off of the 1970s TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this trailer was awful. The movie, I know, was even more awful. Because this one, I actually did see a little bit of this movie. I watched the first 15 minutes or something, and I didn't even finish it. And I never even mentioned it on the show, because I didn't even watch enough of it that I thought it deserved to mention, but this was one of the only ones I saw any of, and it was Mm. awful. So, my number four is Chips. My number three is Power Rangers. I had a belief in this. Brian Cranston, for fuck's sake, was in this movie. The trailer looked really good. Then I saw it. It was not really good. Uh, childhood memories. Uh. Okay, my number three. My number three. Yeah. I went with Baywatch, with The Rock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why they decided to make this movie. I don't know why they decided to make it a comedy. I don't know why they decided to put The Rock in it, but it's just awful. And they're what. Who is like, oh, yeah, I, in 2017, what I want to see is Baywatch. I don't know who is saying that, so. My number two is Baywatch, look, because I actually saw this shit movie. <laughs> and uh, guess what? It was shit movie. It had to be my number two. Baywatch of The Rock. Oh, awful. <coughs> All right, my number two uh, trailer we saw very early in the year. I barely even remembered this movie existed, but Monster Trucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember You remember that. this trailer? It's, it was a movie about a kid who finds an alien and uses yeah, it to power them. a monster yeah. truck and race. Uh, the, the alien is like the engine of the car. It's awful mm. looking. So Monster Trucks, my number two. My number one least favorite movie I've seen this year is the Moji movie, look. That is also my number one. So we can just do, do this it? one together. That's funny. Um, I uh, Why did I see this movie? This isn't made for me. Because like, you knew it was going to be terrible, I guess? Like I probably should have seen I'm, this because I knew it was going to be awful, but I never got around to it. So, But I'm not the fucking audience. Well, like, who am I trying to fucking... Uh, I don't understand this. Yeah, no, the emoji movie. Yeah, the no, nobody understood why they made this. Like, somebody in some boardroom was like, oh, emojis are really cool with the kids. Let's make a yeah, movie no. about that. And that was it. And they were they didn't think anything past that as to whether it was a good idea or not. 
I have a few dishonorable mentions because I didn't see a lot of shit movies this week. Uh, no, this this year. But I have Transformers: The Last Night. I have Rings. Remember when we talked about that? I have The Circle. That was uh, the Facebook movie about Facebook that wasn't really about Facebook. Okay. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men Tell No Fucking Tales. Okay. And The Mummy. Pirates was one of the ones that I put in, like, I don't think it was bad enough to be on my worst list. And it don't think... It was just super average movie to me, so... Um, mm. One I don't know why... I, I'm surprised you didn't mention, but Bye Bye Man, which I know Fro hated, so I'll oh, mention yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. There was a movie that we covered uh, on this show called The Shack. You remember, Fro? The guy mm-hmm. who goes to a shack because God told him to. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Wish Upon, which is the one with the girl who found the box that she wishes makes wishes on. Those are the ones that I had for my dishonorables. So. Cool. Uh, I, 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 I guess, actually, my number one would be The Bye Bye Man of Worst Movies of the Air, because I didn't remember it. That's how bad it was. Right. Okay. I was, I was 100%, if you would have asked me, hey, Luke, guess my number one, I would have said bye, my man. But Yeah, because I, I hated that movie Yeah. so much. It's, it's one of my favorite hate movies to talk about. I talked about that movie to death on this podcast. I am really surprised that I fucking forgot it. That was the thing. I was going oh. through some lists of, you know, movies of 2017 and some of I know I must have missed some movies that I saw that were bad ones, but I don't remember them maybe. Like even just looking at the title, it totally slipped my mind, but yeah. That was the list mm. I came up with, so there you go. Yeah, my number one would be The Bye-bye Man, but I forgot it. So, bye-bye. <laughs> Have you seen the movie this week? I did not see a movie this week pretty busy I did. Uh, Christmas stuff happening this week for me because Christmas is coming oh. up and uh, helping my parents out with you know lighting and they're doing some kind of Christmas party so getting their house ready for that for the weekend and um, yeah so I've been busy all week I tried to see a movie but it just didn't happen what movie did you see from I saw Star Wars The Last Jedi Lucasfilms ooh you know him the past time He's always got a hood on. You can't tell who anybody is on when they have a hood over there. Oh yeah, that's fine. I I've seen her in a movie before, once. Yeah, uh, the last time you saw this movie. Right. Was that the Shockmaster? <laughs> Silver helmet and everything. <laughs> Lucas Films. Oh, Star Wars with uh, the. This is the international the trailer. Yeah. yeah. This is the one we're going to watch. We saw the teaser, and now we're watching the international version. Mmm. Chinese 
Russian. I need help. Oh, okay. So she is Highlander now, apparently. <laughs> or Batman. Or <laughs> Batman. Bat yes. But I think Batman stole it from Highlander to begin with, so. But the past there can be only one! That is kind of the premise of this movie, isn't it? Now that I think about it. It's called The Last Jedi. Right? <sighs> it's Highlander. I never thought about it till just now watching this trailer. This movie is Highlander. That bird is Jar Jar Binks. Right, they were selling toys for that before the movie even came out, you know? So, it's good. Why is the ground one color, but when it when you hit the dust, it turns another color? What's that all about? Because because it's uh, salt. Salt isn't red. <laughs> well, I guess uh, Himalayan salt well, or whatever it's called is yeah. kind of pink, yeah. but it's not red. It's like pink. Sure, whatever. Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Do you want me to tell you what this movie's about, Fro? Yes, please do that, because you do that every fucking week. Luke Skywalker's peaceful uh, and... S Wait, is this right? Okay, making sure they got their thing right. Luke Skywalker's peaceful and solitary existence get gets upended when he encounters Rey, a young woman who shows strong signs of the Force. Her desire to learn the ways of the Jedi Forces, uh, Luke... Luke to make a decision. See, they screwed this up. Her desire to learn the way of the Je Jedi forces. Luke to make a decision that changes their lives forever. This is on Google, by the way. <laughs> That's good. Uh, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. So they really like this movie for some reason. And 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Yes. And I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie, Luke. Right. And I can tell you. It is an amazing movie if you want to be bored to fucking tears. If you have insomnia, it's a great movie. I, uh, my dad has friends. that uh, seen this and she ha fell asleep three times during the movie. How is that possible when it makes so fucking much noise? How is that possible when it's trying... I saw this in 3D. Like, one of the reasons why I I saw this when I did was because it was in 3D, right? 
And I sure. wanted the 3D effects to amaze me. But it didn't. I got a good little one from the Facebook that actually goes right from what you were saying, so it's a good little transition. Uh, I went to the Facebook. Lots of people there, obviously, because it's a Star Wars movie. Mikey Dolanicki says, uh, "This was they had posted up a little poster that said, go see it in IMAX in 3D today. You know what I mean? Just, like, promoting it. And Mikey says, uh... Experience the boredom in IMAX in 3D today. <laughs> in response to yeah. them. And yeah. he says, Last Jedi was just terrible. Lame jokes, forced spacewalking, dumb little birds that serve no purpose uh, other than to sell plush dolls during the holidays, a wasted Benicio del Toro in, in a role any janitor from Disney World could play. Uh, they run out of gas? Wasting ch cliffhangers. Snoozeville in the middle of the film, just awful. It's outrageous that Star Wars brand is attached to this disgrace. Clash of Champions results, Luke. Clash of Champions happened and nobody cared because nothing in it mattered. Nothing, you say, at all, you say. Nothing? Uh, what mattered? Can you remember anything that mattered? Uh, it was a title change. Uh, which one? Well, I guess we'll get into it, but, uh... Oh, that title change. Sure. But did, it, <laughs> did it matter? Did you watch SmackDown? No, yes, I w watched SmackDown. So did that ch title I mean, change it... matter? Yes. I think what they are doing with him is genius. Oh, really? I hate it. I think it's stupid. I, All right, well, we'll get into it. We'll bit. talk about it when yeah, we get yeah. to that match, which yeah. it won't take us long. But uh, let's see. Tilly has all the results, but we ha I, I pretty much know what I did, and I know what you did. And I, Do you remember what Tilly had? Yeah, I have uh, what uh, Tilly uh, thought, so I will tell you. Okay, cool. Um, let's start with the pre-show. Mojo defeated Zack Ryder. That was yeah. pretty obvious. You and me had the um, Mojo Rowley. She had Sack Rider. Which I think she probably should have probably just picked Mojo. Uh, yeah. Which I think she even thought she was going to pick, but then just picked to be opposite of us. So, Which I did here in this next match. Dolph Ziggler defeated Baron Corbin and Bobby Roode. And yeah. I had picked Corbin originally, but ended up picking Ziggler. So. Just because. And I picked Baron Corbin, and she popped and I got that point there, so I was happy at one, in one way, and then also kind of like, what the hell, why did they do that? Because, I like, what's the point? So, go ahead and, and what uh, you, now, tell us what you think yeah, they're doing after Smackdown. Smackdown yeah. Yes. Because on Smackdown, he came out and he said, yeah, uh, this title isn't worthy me, almost. And he laid it on the floor. And he abandoned the title. Okay, and where do you think this is going? I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm really curious, and I I I think uh, what they are doing is really interesting. I like it. Really, I 
don't think it's... It can't go anywhere good in my mind. Like, the only thing this does initially, right off the bat, is say, this guy doesn't give a crap about winning the title. He does, Like, the title doesn't matter. Mm. Even mm. if it's just to him, they're saying the title doesn't matter to him. So, in mm. that sense, they're in a way saying the title doesn't matter. So, to me, that's bad. Okay. Uh, I, I don't understand why they picked this time, like, this pay-per-view to have him change the title like they had kind of gone away from the whole uh, Dolph Ziggler thing the week before that on Smackdown he had gone back to his regular entrance and he didn't have the uh, you know stopping entrance where it goes to no music they had stopped doing that and then all of a sudden they started doing it again here in the pay-per-view I just think this was a last minute decision and I don't think they have any idea where they're going with it Fro. So, uh, I understand you could, you you being like, oh, this could end up being a cool storyline. I would agree with you, too, if I thought that they had some idea of where they were going with it. You know what I mean? So, in that sense, I'm kind of like, I don't like this. Do you understand? Mm. Nah. I like it, though. I, I'm curious. I'm curious where they're going. I see many ways to, to look at into it. All right. Uh, next, we had the Usos defeating New Day, Gable and Benjamin, and Rusev in English. Yes. And Tilly got a point said, there? Yes, because she said Usos. Uh, I, I said, said Gable Rusev and Benjamin. A, yes, and I said Ray, uh, Rusev and in English. All right, next we have Charlotte Flair defeating Natalia for the Women's Championship. Um, and I guess we kind of talked about it. We didn't really discuss what happened on Monday. We just said, like, we didn't really like it. But the whole thing is they're doing the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, and I like that they're doing a Women's Royal Rumble. But the way they set it up with Stephanie on Monday was the most, like, I was just rolling my eyes the whole time. Like, you really are going to do it like this? Really? You're, this is really how you're doing it. Like, it was so terrible. Uh the way they set it up. Um, and it just felt like, like we talked in the past about WWE and how they, they try to use cancer patients. This is the same thing. They're like, they're doing it now, but are they going to do a women's battle Royal for the next 10 years? Something tells me this is going to be gone in three years. You know what I mean, Fro? Yes. Like it's a, it's good PR now, but they're totally going to forget about it once it's not a big deal anymore. I can totally see it happening. And, like, I like the idea, but I don't trust WWE to follow through with this, so. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers defeated Breezango. Oh, did you have anything to say about the Rumble, Fro? Yeah, I I love that they are doing a Royal Rumble for women, but uh, I hate this gimmick they did. Uh, but uh, And this Bludgeon Brothers against Fandango was 1 minute and 58 seconds. <laughs> Which is match. a good... It should be. That's It should have been a squash yeah. match. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We like Luke and Harper. We all said That's all that we can say, we all, really, about the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, we all said the Bludgeon Brothers, so... Right. <laughs> okay, uh, Kevin uh, Owens and Zayn defeated Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, yeah, right. And then Styles beat Mahal for the WWE Championship. And she gets a point there. 
So me and Tilly tied, and Fro was one point down from us. Uh, yeah. So we were, it was all pretty close, but we were going to do a tiebreaker, but Tilly's not here. No, and when people are not here, we just say, Congratulations, Luke, you won! I win, <laughs> I guess. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I probably would have just given it to Tilly because I picked Ziggler uh, at random, you know what I mean? And got yeah. a point, even though I probably shouldn't have. So, in a way, I mm-hmm. feel like Tilly kind of won because she, she, it was all her first picks. But, um, but I got to come up with a topic, I guess, huh? Yes, you do. Um, I'm not really sure what to call this topic, but I've seen some videos in the past, and I th- I've talked to you guys about them, and I'm not really sure if you guys have ever seen them. But in the 1960s, the the UK and Eng- the Eng- I guess it would be the UK, they tested LSD on their troops, and there's videos out there on YouTube of this happening, and I figured oh, we'd yeah. go check those out and talk about it. Yeah. Testing of LSD that will be fun on to soldiers, talk about. right? And it's it's some there. Some of the videos are hilarious, and some of them are scientifically interesting. So it'll be back and forth between comedy and uh, scientific uh, endeavor. So that's kind of weird, but it'll be fun. Yes, yes, very fun. Hey, it's time for Mine Hunter, episode nine. Did you like this episode? Uh, it was all right. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like, with, I am this, a little tired of my hunter. <laughs> uh, it's not going anywhere, is it? No. Nope. Like I, nope. there's all this stuff that's happened in the show, and it hasn't gone anywhere. And I'm like, there's a point yeah. we're at now where I'm going. This whole show was to set up for a second season, isn't it? Like, there's nothing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, let's do this then. <sighs> Park uh, City, Kansas. Killer walks uh, around in some strange clothing and wa- uh, drink water. And he has anger fits. And we get the intro. And right, the BTK, David... ki- t- BTK killer. And we don't know why he, like, where he is or what he's doing. Uh, well, he we know he's of... in Park City, Kansas. Well, he's, every time we see him, he's in there. And again, last week, this opening bit didn't have a minute, and now we're just back to him again, which is like, that's a little yeah. weird. And he's got, like, stocking on his head, and I think he must be in, like, somebody's house waiting building. for them, is what it seems yeah. like to me, but I don't know. I don't know. And David Fincher is back directing. Yay! Um, they talk about uh, this killer, and they are doing an interview his name is Richard Speck. And uh, mm, uh, Bill makes a joke uh, uh, that he says, like, uh, uh, do you want to, haha, do you want, are you so impressed of him? Do you want to have his autograph? And Holden says, would that be a impo- that would be inappropriate, right? Improper. Right. That wouldn't yeah. be inappropriate, would it? Inappropriate, right? <laughs> Yeah, and and you see Bill like, what the fuck are you talking about, boy? It was a very good uh, joke. Yeah, it was a good good joke. Yeah, um, uh, Holden and Bill in prison talking about 
sellers and uh, the prison guard tells them that that uh, uh, they ate the paint in in the ceiling uh, or or on the on the uh, what do you call it? Uh, it, it they tried to uh, to paint it pink because they they read that pink would make them less uh, aggressive. Oh, okay. I missed this part. Yeah, I must have not heard this, or it was really quick. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's super important, but yeah. And the, and the garden tells them that they ate the paint. <laughs> And uh, because of uh, a lot of noise uh, they are making because they're walking down the entrance. And uh, Richard doesn't want to talk to them at all. And uh, uh, they talk uh, through the intro and uh, uh, of the sheet they have with with them. Like, uh, we're here to collect evidence of blah, blah, blah. And uh, Richard says that he's not crazy. And he has a bird in his hand when he uh, that he has uh, been taken care of. Where did this come uh, from? Because he walked in. Bird? He walked yeah. in and he like didn't have his hands like in a ball like that the whole time he was walking in. And then he's just That's... in there and he's got the bird in his hand. And you're like, where did it come from? I... Yeah, yeah, that was a little broken. He's a magician. I guess so. No, he's a magician. Yeah, because they can, like, suddenly appear uh, birds, yeah. Right. It was in his sleeve. Right. Um, And uh, (laughs) he talks about how he's taking care of of them. Now they talk about uh, his crime and that he was drunk when he committed the crimes. And this was July uh, 14th, 1966. And they talk about uh, that he committed a, ro- a robbery, but then he doesn't want to talk to them. And uh, Holden asks to see his tattoo. Tattoo, and on his tattoo it says "Born to Race Hell." I had to rewind it twice to make sure it said that. Uh, and uh, oh, Holden asks if he wants. And he asks Holden if he wants to pet his bird. And I was like, are you meaning his actual bird there, Mr. Uh, Robber uh, Man? Right, he was making it a double <laughs> entendre himself. Right. Yes, yes. And uh, Holden denies that he wants to to, uh, to do that. And they talk uh, more about his uh, crime. Then Holden uh, suddenly asks, how do you kill eight prime kitty cats? And I'm 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 using the word kitty cats instead of another word that I use on the show. Out of this world. And this is also. I felt like this wasn't holding. Do you feel? Do you understand what I mean? Because it was so out of left left side. It was like out of nowhere. Right, he was just doing this to get the guy to talk, because the guy was not going to talk, but once he heard him kind of speaking his language, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Then, he's, then he he feels like he's being understood, and then he can he opens up more, is what was happening. 
Yeah. Is your Shinshella really interested in this show? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's always uh, like the, the, about the, this time of day when he does that. Isn't yeah. that strange? It's like he times yeah, it. It ties it. Uh, they talk more about his crime and he that he made alcohol. And Richard uh, now talks about his crime because he likes Holden suddenly. And uh, he said that he had uh, sex with them and then how he killed them. And he says that he did not try to commit uh, murder. Uh, and he didn't especially try to commit suicide, even though he cuts his own wrist. But he denies this and says it was a fight and gets angry and throws the bird towards the wall. Did you understand that? He threw it in the fan. Yeah. There was a big fan overhead. And he was saying, like, uh, talking... They were saying maybe you care about... Maybe you actually cared about uh, murdering those people. Maybe you, you... uh, maybe you you aren't as hard as you say you are, basically. And then he throws the bird into the fan, saying, like, I don't give a fuck, basically. Right. Uh, Holden and Bill in, uh, uh, in, in the plane, and he thinks he should get rid of the tapes because uh, he asked uh, how he killed the Pacific uh, kittens uh, the way he did. And uh, because Bill wants nothing to do with that kind of language. Uh, Holden and girlfriend broke up, I think. And listen to why I think so. Because he sees her in the laundry place. And she, he doesn't smile to her. And she doesn't like smile back. And she doesn't go in. And I think to myself, was this maybe not his girlfriend? Uh, was this maybe, his maybe, wait, what in the laundromat? Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand. Why maybe did I didn't understand. So... Maybe not his girlfriend. Uh, well, yeah, that was definitely his did... girlfriend. But, but why? What was they? Were they looking? So, like, remember last episode? Bad at each other. Yeah. When they he the end of last episode, where he went to the college. And she had oh, the yeah. guy like sitting on top oh, of her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then right, you don't. Yeah, you didn't remember the last episode, and so yeah. he's walking down the street with his like groceries, and she just happens to be in this laundromat, um, and they don't ever show them talking or anything. So yeah, mm. I hated this part. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, back at the office, and uh, Holden asks the guy uh, taking notes. To lose what he said, <laughs> and uh, uh, Doctor Carr uh, talks to them about the interview, and they talk about spec, talk about hunting grounds, and that he was. Uh, it had to be some. Uh, 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 that he was holding himself in the same area. Uh, they were. Uh, they talk about uh, the word sequence killer not being a good word. And listen to this, Luke. Then uh, 
the clerk says, what about serial murder? And then uh, Bill goes, serial killer? Yay! We got the discovery of the word serial killer. Doesn't Holden say that? But yeah, that's what happens. But yes. yes. Uh, Holden and girlfriend talks about uh, glass and work. And it seems like uh, there's no chemistry left between them. And Holden gets uh, a phone call and somebody is coming up. And it's Miss Wade and I don't remember who she is. Oh, it's Roger's wife. Wait, where are we right now? Where are we right now? Holden and girlfriend talks about glass and work. And then then it seems like there's no... So we're at... This is the part where we're at her apartment or Holden's apartment. Yes. Yes. Okay. That, okay. You lost me there. Um, we're um, at Holden's apartment oh. and why are they, why is she there? Why is his girlfriend there? Last episode, remember end of the episode. Mm-hmm. She's on, she's got the guy on top of her. He sees her at the yes. laundromat. Now she's just yep. at Holden's apartment. And you said, what did you say? There's no chemistry between them. I just thought they were getting along like they were normally. I thought they were back to being boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay. So maybe we saw that differently, but that's the way I saw it. And I was like, Hmm. we got no explanation as to how that all got resolved. Like, why are they just talking again? There's no explanation. So, uh, yeah. Okay, continue. Uh, Yeah, and Roger's wife comes up, and she uh, talks about how uh, she can't get her us husband to get work now because of him. She complains, cries how she he destroyed her his life. And girlfriend says that they are not married when they ask. When she's like, "You will know, oh, you know who you're married with," and she's uh, she, uh, when she goes, "We're not married." She, this Roger's wife says it's still time get get out of it <laughs> like yeah don't get married to this jerk right this is and I didn't know who this was at the beginning but uh, until they kind of mention it like we never did we see this lady last episode uh, don't think so I don't think so either so we're just Supposed um, to just know that it's the 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 principal's wife, just yeah. out of nowhere. She mentions well, it, we understand. but yeah, yeah, when she talks, yeah. But it's not. I don't remember seeing her last step. Like at the very no. beginning, they're like he's acting like he know uh, Holden's acting like he knows her, and I'm going. Are we supposed to know her? I'm confused. Like it confused the shit out of me. This episode did not like this episode. Again, repeating. Nope, me neither. Dr. Carr and the cat again, but uh, this time when she puts out cat food, there are only bugs in it. Is the cat dead? Is the cat dead? Look. I really don't care at this point, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen the cat. I have no emotional investment in the cat, so I don't care about it. (laughs) And uh, Bill gets some pictures of some killed women. Is this our killer finally now there's just one episode left after this episode also thinking this was going to be our 
our serial killer look. Guess what? The BLT killer. Oh, BT, BLT. Not bacon, lettuce, BLT. and tomato killer. BTK no. killer. Yeah, BTK. Yeah, BLT, BL, BTK, yeah. BLT like killer, that. like, that's me minus the tomatoes. <laughs> I usually put pickles on there instead of tomatoes, but I can kill, I can kill a BLP any day. Um, okay. And then, uh, they talk about, like, uh, how she was found and how she was, uh, uh, this, uh, abandoned girl and that sh- she was covered and st- strangulated. Uh, they think the killer is young, someone from the area that planned the rape but not the murder. Uh, and that all was kind of, uh, it was a spontaneous kill. And then we go to Addersville, Georgia. Uh, Bill and Holden talks about how uh, she was picked up just after she gets out of the bus. They talk about the trees being cut because of the telephone and uh, electric lines. And they ask the local policeman to call around uh, for a service crew. And he, he does that from a cafe. And he gets this name, Daryl Jean Dever. He gets a message about. He was in the military. He was married. And he fits, they think, the killer profile. Uh, and he uh, works uh, for uh, with the three uh, party. And she was all, he was also looked uh, up for raping a 13-year-old girl. So they used this uh, as an argument. Right? Right. And we kind of don't ever see where this goes, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get mm-hmm. into it, I guess. Uh, they don't want uh, him to take a polygraph because they think if... He cleared it. He will think he's God. Uh, then Dr. Carr and, uh, in his boss's office, and he says that somebody is looking into how they were talking to Richard's eternal affairs. And Dr. Carr says that everything was cool bananas about that interview. And uh, Greg leaves uh, the tape when... He's, they are going up to the eternal affairs and going to give a statement. And Dr. Cars sees this and gets the tape when everybody's gone from there. And she plays it clearly. The eternal affair boys talk about Rich Speck and, and how they fucked with him he- with his head. They ask for the tapes and they lie and they said they used the tapes again. Uh, they taped over the tapes that I used uh, with them. And they come back, and the boss is there. And now they talk a lot of kitty cat talk. Um, they talk about how the wording was used, how Holden used the word, and how 
he was wrong about using the word, and the boss is clearly pissed off, and Dr. Carr is too. Right. Uh, and uh, the boss talks about the cover-up, and Dr. Uh, Dr. Carr thinks they should just give them the tape, and the boss says that they are not giving them the tapes. Never again do I want to hear where I can't hear the difference between uh, the incorporated bastards and my agents, he says. But then we see Greg packing the tape, and he clearly sends them to the Eternal group, and then we go to black. Wait, we don't ever see him send it, though. We just see him, like, make the envelope up. So, who knows? Knowing this show, it'll be next episode, and, like, we'll get no explanation to it, but... It, he will have not sent it. He'll be like, oh, I was going to send it, but decided not to. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. The show. The show. Like, they said in the show that they had found the killer of the 12-year-old girl. That the new murder we found out about in this episode, right, Fro? Yes. They said they found the killer, but they never yes. showed us that he was arrested. They never nope. s- said, like... Uh, they never had them call up the police and the police said, oh, that was him. Like, we they, we get them kind of going, oh, this is who we think it is, and then never see anything in between until they go, until Holden says, yeah, but what about that 12-year-old girl's killer? That turned out to be uh, true. So we're using it in, the, we're using our theory in the field now. We've moved on mm-hmm. from, from just a theory and we're actually using it in practice. And I was like, we never saw that. You never showed us that, and you're just saying it now. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of broken stuff in this episode that just. And how are they? How is any of this going to be wrapped up in next episode? Nothing. I mean, how do you think it's this one more episode's going to go, Fro? Do you have any clue or how it could no. be a wrap up to this whole season? I don't see it. Ooh. I only see an option of. There being a certain amount of wrap up and then it go it setting up for another season, not in any way wrapping up this season. I don't know. We'll see. I guess next week, but I have I'm not have high hopes. This episode made me upset. It made me mad. <laughs> if you can't tell, uh, the problem with Mindhunter that it's made a way that I don't like it to be made. That's maybe my biggest problem with Mindhunter. It's, it's like, I, I see what they are trying to do. I appreciate the art of what they are trying to do. I am just fucking bored. Nothing has gone anywhere. It's like... I, I guess I understand what they're trying for. Is like It's more about their journey than following one mm. killer or anything like that, but uh, maybe the journey isn't interesting enough. Maybe that's what it is. Mm. I don't know. Well, uh, we will not do Nintendo Adventure book because Till isn't here, so let's move on to the plugs. Do you have anything you want to plug, Luke? Just uh, audible dot, tr- uh, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Get a free book and a 30-day trial. Cancel any time. Yeah, say that one more time since you screwed it up the first time. Uh, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Yeah. 
Uh, you can also check me out on that wrestling show. That wrestling show on the internet. In the podcast. And you. Next week, we will uh, talk news of the week. We will do another uh, digital review of uh, what is probably going to be uh, uh, your favorite movie of the next year, Pitch Perfect 3. Isn't that right, Luke? You love music. In well, it technically is a movie from this year, so it won't actually end up on <laughs> next year's list, but no, probably not. Uh, you love musicals, so... Uh, Mindhunter episode 10, and uh, we are also going to look at uh, people taking LSD. Right, UK tru- uh, military taking LSD, yeah. Yeah, that's next week. From Norway and the United States. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. 